Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. TMS is brought to you daily by the support of our patrons at patreon.com slash TMS. Like Matthew Rees, Larry David... Yeah, pretty good. And Brett Capstick coming up on TMS, Mad Max, Futurama Road. Long press for a threesome. Thongs of Santas. I don't want all those beads. Timothy Shalamabingmung. You'll get no SantaCon, no hangover, and no Lieutenant Yar! Frankentree. Let's see the mini sabers. Pierced ham. Clap, 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 clap. Stop. Hats off, Lincolnites. Gumbo is code for sex orgy. That's a tender loin. Lucille Ball gremlin statue. Pull the ripcord and run with Wendy and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Oh, it's snowing. Isn't that wonderful? I never felt so much like Christmas in all my life. Don't you, Sherry, dear? Shut your nasty little face. I threw up in the downstairs commode. I'm saying that, so when when you see that there, that's that's me. I'll gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. This is the morning stream. Good morning and welcome to TMS. This is TMS for Thursday, December 21st, 2023. I'm Scott Johnson with Brian Ibbett. Hi, Brian. Hello. Hello. <clears throat> Hello. Good morning and welcome back to what we do every day. That's right. I said earlier it's this pre-show. It's the shortest day of the year. Let's let's look at it from the glass half full. It's the longest night of the year. Oh, Ooh, longest right. night. Take I'll advantage try. of that, folks. Yeah. What would you do? What, how would one celebrate the longest night? What should you cram in to the... Uh, they Massive orgy. No, awesome. Um, Perfect. I'm in. <laughs> It'd be the only time I feel like I could get around to everybody, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, see, I see where you're coming from. Yeah. The problem with the orgy uh, thing is I can't imagine who I'd invite, you know? Yeah. I don't know oh, who yeah, I'd no. invite. Yeah, no, I can't either. I, I, that's the thing with me. Like, you always hear about those things and go, wow, that's wild. You know, people, people in the 70s, they have these big crazy orgies at these nightclubs or whatever and i always sure, think sure. yeah you really I, I don't think i i don't think i could do it and, oh no and it would have to be a uh you cannot bring a plus one unless you clear it with me first like, yeah yeah 
Yeah, especially if I'm in charge. Let me see who you're bringing. All right, yeah, that's fine. That's I feel fine. like I'd go in the other room and play my N- Nintendo or something. I, I think I couldn't do I it. I know. Yeah, exactly. That'd yeah. be it's it's not a, my thing. a bunch of uh, Super Smash Brothers or something. Would yeah. be the, <laughs> that's the kind of orgy I'm up for. Yeah, that's right. And not, you know, Super Smash Brothers orgy. We're, we're not trying to yuck anybody's yum. Do your thing. But No, no, of course, yeah. If you yeah. like that sort of thing. Look, if you, if you like to uh, gather around on a rotating circular bed in a place that ends with the name ranch it is uh it is what you can do have fun with that yeah enjoy that and um there's there's, uh two people in the audience who know exactly what i'm talking about sure sure i mean i know somebody's got this fantasy your all i'm saying is your upside down pineapple is is not no good here all right (laughs) carries no carries no weight here yeah there's no no, has has no no purchase has no purchase there you go that's ex- that's true. Is that still a thing, by the way, that the upside down pineapple means the neighbors are down to clown or whatever? That was the thing. I don't know. I remember we we, we got into this with like uh, there was a certain kind of garden gnome that you could have that did it or uh, that, that showed it off or certain colored like large rocks around your garden. But I think that it's really right. just a matter of uh, I don't know. Is that is that a thing? They gotta so have. They gotta have where, a symbol, this is where right? The good question is, what's that? They gotta have a symbol. They gotta have something to say. They gotta have a symbol, but I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean come one, come all. Like you don't want to just put a, you don't want to put a sign in your front yard that says free gumbo, and then anybody who shows up, you all of a sudden have to whip up some gumbo for them. That's a good point. So I don't know if you'd necessarily want to just say, all right, upside down. Like basically, I'm gonna put an upside down pineapple in my front yard, and let's just <laughs> let's just uh, take whoever shows up. Yeah, dude. No, I think you're right about that. Like you, but you know what it's like. It's like going to one of those Rodizio Grill uh, Brazilian meat places, meat on a yeah. stick places. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. right. So little... it's like, <laughs> and you turn the pineapple back upright. Right. And it's like, nope, no more meat. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm good. I don't need any more meat. <laughs> I, as I have enough meat. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's good stuff. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a good oh, point. Max yeah. Trollbot makes the good point. We have moved technologically past the need for these things. You can you can do all this yeah. shit online. That's how you find each other. I wonder if there's an app. There's for pro- that. Probably an app. I'm probably sure an app. Probably that. a legit app that has disguised itself as a legitimate app, but really it's all about just hooking up orgies. I'm yeah. sure. Oh, well, I mean, there's already you know Tinder is disguised as a legitimate app, but it's really all about hooking up. It really is, right? I wonder if there's an or is an orgy option on that thing. I wonder if you can. Group, oh, like group chat, kind of like instead of swipe left and swipe uh, swipe right, it's select all. <laughs> <laughs> press down, hold, long press for for select. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, select yes. all, contact all, meet me at the gym. Let's go. Yeah, uh, we're here. We got stuff. We got Wendy later. We got all kinds of fun stuff here for your final episode before Christmas and New Year's. And uh, let's get things started with something I got in the mail from Brian. I want to set the tone. Can I set the tone here? Let me do this. Um, I meant to do this before, and I forgot to do it. So I'm going to set the tone for this okay. very important right. thing. Um, if I can find it. Here we go. Okay, so I'm going to just play a little bit of this. And uh, all right. <laughs> so we just got like a nice... Get ready to reset the timer, everybody. Yeah, get ready to reset the timer. Brian Ibbett, for Christmas for me this year... I, I don't know how I ever topped this, by the way. There's no way to do it. No, you can't. So you just give up. You just don't. He sent me this. Let's check this out. This right here, you may be familiar with Imperator Furiosa. She works for uh, Immortan Joe for a time. 
There's other things we don't know about her. We're about to learn as we see the new movie coming out. But he 3D printed this. And I, what is she, 10 inches or something? Something yeah, like that. Yeah, probably. Yeah. 10 inch yeah. replica. Beautifully printed. And you did that technique with the paint. Um, what I do you call it? Zenithal, zenithal painting where I paint the whole thing black. So um, printed multiple pieces, right? Yeah. Head, torso, legs base yeah. and yeah. then each arm was was separate yeah and uh so obviously uh painted the her mechanical arm her metal arm uh separately did that with all black and then a gunmetal gray over the top of it because i love <coughs> i love the way that those look like if you just do like a a gray object and then paint it gunmetal gray it looks yeah. okay yeah but if you do a black underneath it it's like you get the highlights the rust like it feels it feels dirty grungy but Yep. Like it's been through some stuff. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, so the rest of it, I actually took blue tack and put her head and her arm in their, in their spots. Yeah. And then did the gray halo uh, primer over the black. Yeah. So that you get shadows on everything that have, has shadows. And it, then, uh, it looks amazing. Like somebody asked I, me, somebody asked me online, are you going to paint that? I'm like, no, this is like a, it's like bronze. Is that the way you want it? Oh, you I love it. You know what I should it. have done though, is I should have done the the black on her uh, forehead. Oh, like a little like, darker uh, thing. I could yeah, do that. that. I could probably do you that. You could totally do that. You know what? That's probably a good, that would be a good level of, all right, let me, let me paint a model really quick. Because, yeah, that'd be easy too. Yeah. Wouldn't be hard. Yeah. Um, the thing I was going to mention and I talked about in pre-show, uh, the base they decided the the 3D modeler on this decided to do the base with a big Mad Max logo on it. I think it yeah. just says Fury Road on there. It does, but it's on a tire, so she's standing <laughs> on like this big beefy like industrial looking 20 inch yeah. tire. It's like freaking a, uh, awesome. A CrossFit tire, like yeah. the tire that you flop around on the in a field and, and then tell everybody you do CrossFit. But it's full of like almost like it's cemented into uh-huh. the tire like they almost would have like I'm building lore around this freaking tire she's standing on <laughs> like they use it for for platforms on oh, that tire's no good all right we'll yeah. take it over to the concrete man yeah. and uh, he'll fill it with uh, with concrete and while I was putting in the uh I was, I was super gluing in her joints for the for the replacement arm yeah. and her real yeah. arm and or her natural arm and uh they went in no problem, but I was being so freaking careful. I was just like, oh, okay, sure. Scott, you better not I'm screw sure. this up. Because this hand, the mechanical hand, that yeah. looks like a pain in the ass to print. Was it? No, no, really wasn't. Um, it printed, look at all the, uh, the holes in it and the lines and the, I mean, it's like a yeah. lot of detail, I guess, is all I'm saying. Yeah, when you do the, the, um, the resin, it's really just a matter of saying, all right, what's the best angle to put this on the plate so that you you don't need supports and there's not going to be any what's called suction mm. so um having the the plate go down pick up some resin then go back up you don't want a flat surface parallel to the plate because it'll lift up all that resin and it'll probably say ah, it's too much for me and fall back down in your resin vat oh, and, uh, okay. and break the supports and say can't do it not going to do it sure okay that makes sense oh, I should, you know what give me five give me two seconds i'm gonna grab something all right all right cool he's probably got the part that cut off of it um, I I want them all is the problem, listeners. I want, I want Max, I want Immortan Joe. Um, I want Dementis from the new movie. I want um, Nux. I would love a Nux. I was uh, showing the D and D group this last weekend. We had D and D, and I was showing them a model that I was going to be printing. Um, this is the first two pieces of said model, <laughs> and I'm holding them oh. together. 
Galactus. Galactus. He doesn't have his little uh, his little fins, his little head things on. This is this already is two pieces. Like, oh my gosh! Right. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's are you going for a full sized uh, dude then? Like a big yeah, and and in comparison, like yeah, I think he's gonna be as big like scale wise. I think pretty close to. Uh, Iron Man size. Like if I put his head next to the Iron Man behind me. Yeah. The one that, you assembled. That, yeah. The one I assembled. That head is pretty close to the size of this one. So I think, uh, yeah, I think it's. Then you can make some small worlds for him to eat. You know? Uh, he comes with a little silver surfer uh, that he, he's holding up in his palm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Man, the 70s. What a time. What a time. What a, what a time Look for comic Jack books. Kirby, man. It's so weird. Jack Kirby, whatever he was smoking or ingesting or drinking, whatever it was, yeah. man, it was the best. Whatever he was putting in that pipe, you never know. Those Kirby dots. Anyway, this is amazing. I can't Kirby wait to. Crabble. I can't wait to complete my collection. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. That was the only one I couldn't find. I mean, I was looking for a Furiosa, but I couldn't find a Mad Max or a Nux or anybody else. But uh, no Joes. No um, Morton Joe. Uh, no uh, Morton Joes. If I if I could find a doof warrior, mm. that would be the one I'd like to. Like oh to yeah, dude, print. that'd be great. The guitar guy hanging from his strings, you could do that exactly. And then you could uh, get one of those hacksmith. Oh man, this is. I don't know why I didn't put this on my Christmas wish list, but those the hacksmith makes this great torch, and you can use it. You know, like if you if you print something on the FDM printer and it's got a lot of strings on it, like a lot of stringing from the uh printer going back and forth and not retracting all the yeah. the goo as it goes back and forth right you get these really fine little strings and you can get this this torch from hacksmith.com that um will help get rid of all those you just basically go and, it, and all those strings go just disappear Ew, like, weird uh, that's satisfying i like that but this but this hacksmith torch this is probably something i would be wouldn't be surprised if uh um, Bill Duran has one of these. I just want one so bad. It's a, let me see if I've got, it's in the shop. Here we go. Hacksmith.store. Yeah. It's the first thing you see when you open up the store. Oh, this is a YouTuber guy. Yeah. Oh, is yeah. it these mini sabers? These are the torches? It's the mini, it's the mini saber. It's the little lightsaber torch. Oh, yes. these are badass. They are so in, incredible. Look at and, that. Uh, I want that. And you can put little little things on them to have colors. Uh, yeah, the Mini Saber Gen Two. I don't know why I just don't just don't break down and buy one of these. What are these? Nah, well, ooh, hundred bucks. Just Jeez, Louises. Hundred euros. Oh, so euros. That, okay. Uh, yeah. Well, I got a Mini Saber for fifty. That's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah. That'll that'll do your job that you're trying to. It do. It would easily do the job. Um, I think you know. Basically, uh, I will. Set the house on fire with this. Yeah, 85 bucks. Oh, the, the gold one is sold out. I like the white one, though. I really like that. Mini Saber Gen 2 Light Edition. 99 bucks, but... So these are... These guys are YouTube successor people. Yeah, on yeah the, these are the guys who actually made the a larger one of these. That works, right? A larger right? lightsaber. Yeah, that okay, works. Okay, that's why I'm, they're familiar to me. I was looking at that dude oh. with a beard, and that's totally him. Freaking hacksmith! I bet you, uh, like you said, I'm sure Bill Duran knows these guys. They they definitely travel in the same circles. Yeah, it seems like this guy in the front with the the Tony Stark hand. Yeah. Um, did they make that work somehow? <laughs> like actually shoot a beam of oh, something? I, 
I don't know if it shoots a beam, but check out the halo. Oh my god, dude. This this will blow your mind. All right. Uh putting a link in our Discord. Alright. It's funny because we weren't even gonna talk about this, but uh No, we were not. But check it's fun. out this Halo weapon. All right. I'm that looking. basically is like four of those. Oh, it's the oh, what's that sword called? Um I know the name of this. Yeah. It's called Oh shit! It's the one energy that, sword. Halo energy energy sword, sword, right? You use it in multiplayer a lot, but sometimes when well, the single player, you, the uh, the covenant, I think, has these. That's where you get them. So they carry these. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. So basically, they use the same tech for those four nozzles as they do for their one for the one lightsaber. Lightsaber. That's great. <laughs> Isn't that insane. That's great. Totally burning down the house if I get one of those. Oh I'm hell yeah! Saying. How are these guys not just? You know, why are there not just right. remains of their warehouse? I don't understand. <laughs> exactly. That's yeah. cool, man. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, there you go. There's a look into putting that, putting that on my going to put that on my birthday list if I don't just break down and, and buy one. Yeah. Just cash in one of my sports books and say, you know what, I'm going to get one of these. Yeah. See, that's what you have that around for. It's a little rainy yeah. day thing. Do that. That's right. Exactly. Um. All right. Moving on. I'm going to be staring at her all day. She's right here looking at me. <laughs> Uh, as long as she's uh, staring back. Yeah, uh, yeah. she's looking right right at me, but she's got a shotgun, so you got to be careful. The cool thing is that uh-huh. shotgun is modeled exactly after the one they have all the tussle over when uh, when Max oh, yeah, gets when free. Yeah, when they stop and they're... Yep, after the storm and they got to fight over it and trying to get his mask oh. off and all that. Uh, all right, moving on. Hey, uh, I had a weird thing happen. So okay. I went to... Kim and I went to... Um, get uh, smothered burritos at this Mexican place we like yesterday. Oh my God, that sounds so good. Oh, it's really good. It's so good. Um, And I always get it with cheese and onions and I just get the burrito because they do rice and beans and all that other stuff, but it's so much food. It's like, I don't want all that. And I can literally get the smothered burrito for like five fifty or something that are cheap, mm-hmm. just on its own, not as a not as a plate. Do you want that as a plate or just the burrito? Just the just burrito, the burrito. And she always looks so yeah. shocked when I tell her that. Like, really, I don't want to eat all those beans, dude. Anyway, so Kim and I did the same thing. Both got the same thing. We love it. We always go there to get these. So we're sitting there. We eat our food. We're talking. And then she comes by. Anything else you need? We're like, nope. And uh, she says, okay. And she goes, "Uh, I can, you want your bill? She says, yeah. So she gives her a bill. And Kim goes, here's my card. You can just take it now. And she goes, oh, thank you. Have a great night. And then left. (laughs) And then ran off. Now, I'm not u- I'm not awesome. used to that. That made me worry I wasn't going to get my card back. I'm sitting yeah, there going, <laughs> hold on a minute. Did she mean to say I'll be right back or, you know, what happened? Like, uh, see ya. Yeah. Do you think she was saying it jokingly like, all right, I've got your card. Have a great night. I'm I don't good. know. I don't know. It felt like she did it like when you say you, you got your friend on the phone and you accidentally say love you at the end, even though you, <laughs> right. you're just used to doing it to your wife or something. It felt like that, like a like she just said the wrong thing and she had she spoke great english but she had you know very thick accent it's actually reassuring when i eat at a place that is authentic and they have authentic sure. people there making it um claiming it's authentic mexican but anyway she she does she does all this and then we were then it was this game of like she let's see what she does Where is she? what's she doing like yeah. is she on her phone right now what's yeah. she doing yeah what is she doing over there and she eventually brought it back and everything was fine but for yeah. a hot second there i was just like she took our card and told us to oh go my away. God. Anyway, that was a thing. Uh, we also got a note about uh, <laughs> we got a note about Fargo uh, from Craig T in the UK. Uh, he sent this via Discord over to us and says this: "Hi Scott and Brian, I'm here to give you a perspective on the Fargo scene. 
you talked about in TMS 2571. The scene between Marge and Mike, and hopefully this will give you some closure. I had never seen anything Fargo, but decided to give this new season a go, and I was hooked. I watched the film too, and I was say I watched the film, and I too was confused why that scene was there. We're talking about the one where she meets Mike in the in the Randy, Radisson uh, or whatever. The, the Radisson is it reasonable? Uh, yeah, is it reasonable? <laughs> uh, and so he says, I um, and I won't pass this off as mine. I listened to a podcast in it. They did discuss this exact thing. They talked about a few theories, but the one that seems most plausible is when Margie finds out Mike lied. She is taken aback. Well, that's true. Uh, we see she is a good detective earlier, uh, talking over the early deaths just as they happen. Uh, yet this normal guy she thought of as a friend lied to her, and she didn't catch it. Uh, that then leads her to reevaluating who she is, uh, or sorry, who she, who she has talked to previously, and how we see her going back to see Jerry, who promptly runs off and eventually leads her to cracking the case. Hopefully that sheds some light on it for you. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you and yours, Craig T. in the UK. I assume his last name is Nelson, so this is Craig T. Nelson. He lives in the UK now. Yeah, it's Coach. It's Coach. That's nice to see you, Coach. Thanks for the message. Yeah, I guess I hadn't thought of that, but that's fine theory, right? That makes great sense, right? Like, basically, you know, she she kind of stuck in the case. She talks to uh, Mike. Wow, if Mike could lie to me about that and... and, uh, and keep a straight face. Maybe Jerry Lundergaard is doing the same thing. Yep. And uh, yeah. Yep. And then I, th- I think maybe she questions her instincts a little bit uh-huh. because they're almost always right. Her instincts and her instincts in bed when she got that call at 1130 from Mike was probably a sign of her not going with her gut, which is just shut this down. Yeah. Don't go talk to him. I don't know. You're making me think more about it, uh, Craig T. Nelson in the UK. So thanks for that. <laughs> and, and and how long before Scott watches it again? Just, uh, just probably to sooner than you yeah, think. Right. I love yeah, that movie probably. so much. I have no problem watching it again. Um, all right, there's been some confusion as to how Timothy Chalamet says his name. Sure, I remember. I think uh, you know for a while I thought it was uh, Timothy Chalamet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like yours personally. Yeah. I think yours is the bomb. I like that one a lot. Yeah, um, it's, a, it's not a T-I-M-O-T-H-Y. It's a T-I-M-O-T-H-E-E. Oh, my gosh, that's loud. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, and I've always thought that – I thought I just always assumed Chalamet or Chalamet or, you know. Sure. Something like that. But this guy's Chalamet, guy, isn't it? We're finding out a Chalamet. This is according to Florence Pugh. Oh. And uh, let's find out if she, she says Chalamet. This is her on that uh, Graham Norton show. Oh, yeah. And here's how that went. You'd met Timothy Chalamet before this, hadn't you? Oh, God. I had met him about a year previous, and I loved his surname, Chalamet, and I every time I read it, I read it as Chalamala Bing Bong. <laughs> <laughs> and when I saw him at this event, someone was coming to introduce me, and I said in my head, I was like, Timothy Chalamala Bing Bong. <laughs> as I was walking towards him, to the point where it's now become such a name in my family that my gran met him last week. And after she came up, she was like, I met Timothy Chalamala Bing Bong. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good little story. You know what I like about that? What? It reminds me that Graham Norton's audience is weird. And let me explain. Yes. Yeah. Every other talk show, he's got like in that, that you don't see it because I didn't show it on the screen, but Tom Hanks is in that room. Uh, you know, like big shots in there. Mm-hmm. And his audience, when they clap and laugh. Yeah. And this is true of most, most European like comedy shows, like mostly UK, but like British comedy shows, like you know, stage stage comedians, uh, when they're performing over there, or any kind of like 
comedy performance. And it feels like all the way back to the 70s, all the way up till now, the audience yeah. are this like water faucet where they go, ah! and then they stop. Yeah, and then they stop. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's weird. Totally know you, here's my theory on that because I've noticed it too. I think that there's, uh, for editing or for the, for the broadcast, there's somebody, like they've got a separate microphone that picks up the audience yeah. and they don't want the audience's noise to cover up what the guests might say. Yeah. So I think there's somebody with a knob going, and that there's more <laughs> laughter going on in the audience. But but the this person with the knob goes, and turns oh, up the sound and turns down the sound, you know. What I hope we get is some messages from our uk friends because i would love to know if that's correct because brian brian might be right it does feel controlled like it's uh yeah it's not natural no it like if people really like basically would be they sit there stoic until somebody says so and then stop and then stop yeah Yeah. and then she says something else funny yeah and stop Exactly, yeah. It's really funky. So some clarity on that point I would like if somebody wants to. I don't know if uh, uh, Zoe has the wherewithal to tell us, but if somebody over there knows, I think that's funky as hell. See, that would be good use for AI, right? Like AI could say, oh, the audience has reached this threshold. I'm going to turn, I'm going to increase the volume on their gain and then, or increase the gain on their mic and then eh, I'll lower it because the, the, person on the stage is about to speak again or something yeah and they're so used to it that it i'm sure that if you did it a more, a more natural sort of just let it breathe kind of way they probably yeah. would it'd be weird for them probably in the way that yeah. this is weird for us right because yeah, although to, they probably don't hear it like that in in the studio they hear like if somebody laughs at something small right that uh said earlier it's kept in and and they hear it on stage because they're not they're not getting the money. Oh, yeah. Good point. Feed. Yeah. Live experience is probably more like what I would expect if I saw something yeah. like that. But if you're, yeah. if you're at home and that's all you ever see, mm-hmm. this must just be the way you process stuff. I don't know. I think so. Yeah. It's almost like having a laugh track. I don't know. It's weird. It's funky. I don't know. I don't know why you guys it do is. it. The whole, thing go is, ahead. the whole thing is weird. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Britton. Do your, do your thing. Be who you are. <laughs> hey, we heard from, uh, from our friend, uh, Gwen up in uh, Montana, Phoenix Pearl tea. She wanted to respond to us about the Montana thing. Cause I, uh, when we were talking about deaths on the highway in, um, on holidays, right. Thanksgiving right. being the most deadly holiday. Right. Um, and I said that, well, Montana doesn't have any speed limits. Well, uh, we got corrected in Discord and we got corrected here from Gwen. She says, hey, uh, responding to yesterday's episode, Brian, period, Montana has speed limits. We have since 1999 federal mandate or uh, oh, since 1999, federal mandate or we would have had our federal road funding removed. Oh, Lord. It's dangerous for holiday driving because the interstate speed limit is still 80 miles per hour. It's always windy as hell and Montana's will drive on any amount of ice because we think we can handle it come on man come on man she ends with a little biden there yeah a little biden oh, ending on, i like that come on, man. come on man you know we think we can drive on that because we can handle it we can handle it uh yeah i get why montanans think that because they're montana they're they're big sky people you know they're 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 raised in the, the mountains they got uh you know long history of some some wild west business like i get it i understand yeah. hell i've seen yeah. i've seen um uh yellowstone those, those people are <laughs> those people are into it you know they are yeah rough, rough and ready with that it yeah. is funny though that you always see like these states that are like 
don't tread on me, states' rights. Mm -hmm. They freak out about this stuff until there's some sweet federal money on the line, and then they're like, okay, you can give us speed limits. It's fine. You know, you can keep your freedom. Uh, We'll just we're just going to pull your funding for your uh, road construction project. Oh nope nope okay, (laughs) put the signs in right now. Got five of them in already. You know, is that good? We good? Yeah, that sounds about right. Money money coming. Uh, Boy who cried woofed or I'm woofed in the. chat room says has brian ever been an audience member of a late show taping seems the type of a late sh- late show like with letterman and- i would love to go see yeah like a uh, kimmel or uh fallon or or uh, colbert definitely like any of those i would love it probably oh, be more fun. sure more kimmel and colbert than fallon i like fallon but i feel like he's uh i don't know I, 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 for whatever reason i like the sarcasticness more from Colbert and, and Kimmel. But no, the only time I've ever been to a live taping of anything was when I was God, if we could probably figure it out if we figured out when the Atari game Defender came out for the 2600 because it was it was that time, it was it was that weekend or that week or that Christmas that um or no, that summer that I went to California to hang out with my grandmother, grandfather, aunt and uncle who live out there. Oh wow. And my aunt worked for Dick Clark at the time, so oh, I yeah. got to watch live tapings of American Bandstand. That is the only time I've ever been part of a studio audience. That's great, though. That's perfect. Yeah. It was music-related. I love that. It was. Yeah, exactly. And and I got to see, like, there is a specific cameraman, specific uh, dude behind the camera who was known for getting those weird up-the-crotch shots of the dancers. Mm. Like, that was his his mo that was his thing and that was they, his whole they, gig wow his whole gig and they knew he did it i mean they, they they asked him to keep doing it and he just kept doing it but there was a yeah i'm trying to find the date on this um there's lots of places you can play the 2600 version of the game but nowhere says uh-huh. the date it came out i was trying to really? date you yeah i can't find it is this um, it oh uh 1980 it came out 1980 okay so i was a uh, 10 10 years older turning 11 that summer uh wow no that can't be right 80 that's what this says uh that's when the actual arcade game came out right well let's see defender console atari 2600 released william by williams electronics 1980 it says I mean, I don't know. This is one website. I'm not sure if this is correct. Because it came out, re- released for arcades in 1981. It has uh, the... Oh, the it have to be later version. then, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, wait a minute then. How's that possible? Uh, oh, okay, okay. I'll see. Uh, see. 55,000 units. Blah, 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 blah. Here we go. Um, this should not be this hard to find. It really shouldn't. No, exactly. Let's see. Where's 2600 on this page? Maybe, okay, maybe. 81 it comes out on in arcades. So how the hell do they have 80 in here? Yeah, exactly. The 1982 Atari 2600 version was one of the best-selling games. There you go. The system with over 3 million cartridges sold. There you uh, go. So 82. So I was 12 and I got to see... Uh, That's cool. I uh, got to see Christopher Atkins from Blue Lagoon. Got to see Richard Simmons and we put our hands up to each other to see that... At 12, his hands were about the same size as mine. Whoa. You got to touch hands with Richard Simmons? I touched hands with Richard Simmons, yeah. Because for whatever reason, Richard Simmons had an album called Reach. Really? It's like, it feels like, a, so, like he's, this is a stick-up Reach. Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember that at all. He was doing music? I don't remember that. But, but best of all, and I 
talk to him for a, a second, but I still got to tell him that I was a big fan. Uh, Ron and Russell Mail from Sparks were oh. uh, there for that, that as well. I didn't oh. stick around for their performance, but I was there for the for them coming in and me getting to say, "Oh my God, I'm a big fan of you guys." Bye. <laughs> no, that's we great. Gotta go. That's great. Uh, closest I ever got to this is when I was 17 and went to Chicago for my senior trip uh, with my friend Bill. We were going that week because we knew Letterman was doing a traveling late night. Mm. And we he was in Chicago at mm. the theater, I think Oprah used or something. Okay. Um, and our goal was we figured since we were, you know, there's no way he and I were getting to New York. If we went to Chicago, we might be able to get tickets during that week special he did. Yeah. You know how they do that? They travel to LA yeah. or something. And they did that for a week in Chicago. And it was so, we tried every day. Never could get tickets. It was impossible. It was probably like a lottery system where you just got to, you know, yeah. hope that your number gets called basically to get, to be able to buy tickets. Something like that. It was awful. It was awful yeah. trying to do it because we were so upset on it. And we loved our time there. We had a great time in Chicago. But it was just like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. are we going to get in there? And no. We went to Second City. I got, you know, Richard Kind mm-hmm. spit on me. All that was good. Oh, that was the, that was that trip is when Richard <clears throat> Kind spit on you? Yeah. Where I, got, I got a little excess spit from Richard Kind all over me. Yeah. Um. <laughs> If you guys don't know who that is, go look him up. He's hey, Margie, amazing. you got a little Richard Kind down here. <laughs> uh, Brian says here you have a little quick and mental for us. What'd you, what else quick did you see? Quick and mental, uh, because it's going to be two weeks before we get to another recommendal episode, another Wednesday. And this was one I was thinking about using yesterday if I wouldn't have used Leave the World Behind. And, uh, you know, I'm, I, I like, with an asterisk, I, I tend to like reality competition shows not reality shows full uh don't don't ever put any housewives below decks uh uh selling beverly hills or whatever the thing is or a uh a, a vanderpump don't ever put any of those things in front of me and i'm out yeah forget but it. um but i do like reality competition i like survivor i like amazing race those those always felt like they were way more about the experience and the challenges than making the people look like Oh, that person really hates them, and we're gonna we're gonna make them. You know, we're gonna edit it to make them look like they really hate them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you, that's uh, um, examples of that. You said Amazing Race, but like you know, yeah, British, British Bake, Bake, Off, Bake Off, stuff like that. That's yeah, easily one of my favorites. And it's funny because my my quick and mental, uh, you wouldn't expect it to be like British Bake Off, but it is, and it is a uh, 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 Netflix series called the devil's plan and this is a korean game show okay at first i thought all right well it's basically going to be kind of like a squid game kind of thing sure um they basically grab uh 12 people 12 uh um 12 very intelligent korean like celebrities presenters youtubers um uh television presenters things like that and they put them in this house and have them compete to win you know to get get eliminated removed from the house etc um the thing about reality competition shows outside the u.s at least the ones i've seen british bake off great example of this yeah. uh, the first thing they think about is all right how can we do this so that we all win like that's what, oh. one of the first things they say on this devil's plan when they're all kind of alone, because mm. there's no camera people in the house, they're sure. all—it's all cameras from windows. Oh, stuff. it's so like so. It's like uh, like GoPro parked Big everywhere. Brother, kind of very Big Brother in that in that way. Okay. And they're like, 
all right, is there a way that we can do this so that we all win? Like, how do we do it so nobody gets eliminated? Wow. Whereas the first thing you'd hear in any American competition reality show is like, all right, uh, I'm going to be gunning for Bill because mm. I see Bill as a strong competitor. I want to take him out quickly. Yeah. But whatever, these, these, the, uh, even the uh, ones but, where there's a strategy to get together, like Survivor occasionally. You know, yeah. part parts alliances of the stretch is that alliances yeah. are big, right? Yeah. But they're never going to last, and you're always going to get screwed. And you want you want to be the one screwing everybody. So yeah. even then, you still end up in that place. That's that's interesting. I mean, did it work it for is. them? I guess I don't want to spoil anything it didn't for anyone. Work for but. Them. I mean, they still ended up having people still ended up getting eliminated. But um, but the thing that I loved about this show were the incredibly thought out challenges and competitions there's one that's kind of similar to a one night werewolf where you know you've got a virus and you've got uh virologists and a a spy and a you know and civilians and basically nobody can say tell other people who they are but they've got to like figure out how to work together to stop this virus from spreading oh wow that one that one's really clever but there was there have been there were later ones in the series that were absolutely brilliant that i'm like all right, how can I use, how can I modify this for a TMS uh, Vegas? Because this feels like it could be a really cool thing to do at a TMS Vegas. Yeah, you want to get Brian, I mean, this is Brian's milk and milk and butter here. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, uh, <laughs> you want to get him stealing, stoked about stealing it. Stealing great ideas from foreign <laughs> reality show, foreign <laughs> reality competitions like Taskmaster and stuff like that. Yeah, I love it. Um, anyway. Um, it's, it's good though. Uh, eh? You should watch it's it. It's really good. And yeah, there's just, you know, the people on there, they're really good people. It's like it, 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 impossible not to root for all of these people. And they just the Korean way of like consoling somebody when they're, when they're crying, mm-hmm. somebody's getting eliminated and like, Oh, I really like this person. I really didn't sad to see them go. And so they put their arms around each other, but then they like, like really rapidly tap their backs. Like, Oh, weird. Like really? they're hugging and it's like. Bah, 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 bah. You know who does that? My sister-in-law Oknan does that. My Korean sister. I was sister-in-law. wondering if I was going to ask you if that's something that you've seen in yeah. your family. My brother, like, my when- brother, and my sisters don't because they've been here too long. They're too Americanized. Yeah. But yeah. my uh, my sister-in-law, she does that exact thing, and I've never questioned it or asked. But <laughs> now, so now I think maybe you've given me a little connection there because I didn't know that yeah. was maybe a cultural. Thing. I think it's a cultural thing. Yeah. It's yeah, she really, does that. She'll uh, hug me at a at a Christmas thing or whatever and just go Yeah. And just pat like she's yeah. like she's tenderizing you basically. Yeah, and I'll go, Oh, that yeah. feels good. That feels good. I'll tease her a little bit about it, right? Because I'm just like, I'm getting massaged. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> and she that's just awesome. kind of goes and she kinda of pushes me away and walks away. But uh that's yeah. that's very interesting. Is this thing in English? Is it all subtitles? What what do we got? It's all subtitles. You can it's dubbed as well. I watched the subtitle one and and the um you know, the interactions between them. Oh, this God, there, there's another aspect of this that made me gasp. Like when one of the players figured it out, but it's almost like they're in an escape room mm, at times mm. and they're given some, you know, they're given these coins called uh, the, the pieces, whatever they're called. And they're basically, when you run out of pieces, you're out of the game and you win pieces in these competitions, you lose pieces. These people, I swear to God, again, nothing you'd ever see in American reality competition. Yeah. These guys are like, Oh, you're really low on pieces. You're in danger of going here. Take some of my pieces. <laughs> like what? <laughs> what? When, when does this happen? Weird, weird. But uh, one person figured out why the pieces look the way they do, yeah. and again, it's like, holy crap, that is 
brilliant. Like why they're the shape that they are. There's there's a kind of a a, a game within a game that they figure out, and uh, it's really really good. Well, wait till, I'd say yeah yeah. I was gonna I'd say, say you're fine listening to it with uh, watching it with dubbed. Um, at least it'll be more it'll be easier to understand the rules of all the games because they do get a little complicated. Sure, but they have nice little uh, uh, animated. TED Talk presentations that explain how each game is played that they sit up there and watch. All right, player one will hold... Man, people think that the the scoring on uh, half-asses on Mondays is, is uh, complicated. Yeah. You should watch some of these because once they explain, it's like, oh, I think I get it. Once you see it getting played, it's like, oh, that makes total sense. But it's during that explainer phase that's like wow how does this how does this damn thing work well i guess we'll find out in april and may how much inspiration (laughs) exactly if i'm able to uh to rip off one of those and turn it into a really fun uh uh icebreaker with all of the tadpoolers that show up if i can if i can do it i'll do it i believe in you i do yeah yeah uh all right well that's all good lots of pre-show or lots of top of the show stuff everybody but don't worry we got a little time for this time for the news brought to you by brought to you by want to help a sweet little girl with scoliosis the daughter of some very cool tadpooler parents good news then because you know you do because if you do go to bit.ly slash help ricky's spine that's h-e-l-p dash r-i-k-k-i-s dash spine s-p-i-n-e you can make a real difference again that's bit.ly slash help Ricky's spine. Yep, and I'll yep. put a link in the chat and um, maybe uh, I'll put it over in the Discord channel of the uh, um, what we call it? Uh, Discord. Uh, TMS Chatter. Yeah, it's Chatter. What it's called. In, TMS yeah, Chatter. There it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, go check that out, you guys. She's a total sweetheart. He's been putting some pictures up there too so you can see kind of her cast and how they have to mm. they had to re- do a new cast for her or something. Sounds like the way braces work over time. Like if you when they're young enough and you put this yeah. stuff on and then you you get some you know some adjustment and then you change the cast so that it's just like you it go get keeps. your braces done or changed or altered or whatever it's like that kind yeah, of Yeah, kind of like fusing, helping the bones fuse or or, or grow the right way or, yeah. or that sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. She just looks like the coolest little kid. I got a big soft spot for that. So go help them out. They could use it. Um <clears throat> all right, let's move on to oh, look at this. Thousands have descended on New York City for the annual Santa themed bar crawl. <laughs> I didn't realize that uh New York City had one of these. The one I read about Chuck Palahniuk <clears throat> wrote a short sto- short story where he joined the Portland um Bad Santas and they they run around in Santa costumes. Yeah going from bar to bar and then they've got squirt guns or squirt bottles filled with vodka or gin or something they squirt into each other's uh, each other's mouths wow talk about yeah. your orgies out fascinating. of control yeah. <laughs> right, your little santa orgy santa orgy well anyway uh throngs of people i almost read that as thongs but i didn't uh dressed as jolly old saint nick descended on new york city in the annual santa con charity pub crawl uh the booze filled stroll which included a no shortage of grinches elves and other christmas themed costumes kicked off at 10 a.m in the bars and clubs in midtown manhattan uh, they were expected to make their way downtown where the festivities would end at 8 p.m. in a local uh, set of watering holes in the East Village. The organizers encouraged participants to donate 15 bucks to enter participating venues, uh, which they say would go to charitable causes. Um, in the years past, I swear there was stories about brawls breaking out and like Santa's fighting each other in the streets. 
I hope that didn't happen this time. God, should, no kidding. Should yeah. probably be okay. Everyone be I okay. I mean, the more these people drink and the more, you know, you just hope that they um, <laughs> that they don't overdo it and become belligerent Santas. <laughs> yeah, because no kid wants to see that, you know? No, no. No kid should be up at four in the morning watching Santas fight anyway. Well, but that's still. true. What are you doing, kid? Go to bed. Yeah. Uh, here's a fun story. You know, the uh, if you have a bronze statue, just like, you know, this 3D, this amazing 3D printed statue <laughs> of Furiosa that's uh-huh. now next to me over here and guarding me uh, uh-huh. as the show goes on. Um, they're often separate pieces. They don't always, they're not sure. always one solid piece. And uh, right. that's also true of traditional bronze stuff. Well, in the case of Abraham Lincoln, a statue of him in Kentucky, somebody took the hat. Really? So like yep. the... the- the sculptor didn't just make the hat and the head one piece. I would think you would weld it if it's metal. Well, I would think, yeah, I think exactly right. Like there would be no Abraham Lincoln's head right. within the hat. Right. Like, uh, if you remove the hat, you've got an empty uh, chocolate bunny, chocolate Easter bunny looking cut off the top of Abraham Lincoln's head all hollow inside. I'm trying to see if their Facebook post actually includes a photo. Yeah, I'm missing it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, there it is. Uh, yeah, you know what? I think I think they did model his head. Really? And then the hat was on top of it. This is like that sword my brother-in-law Steve made for, um, made for, uh, um, uh, my my daughter's school. They had a Thor's hammer, and then yeah. the handle in it. You you couldn't put, lift Thor's hammer. That's the idea, right? It's too heavy. It's you, right, you're not supposed right. to lift you it. Have to be worthy. Yeah. But the handle, if you if you jerked it around enough, people figured out a way to pull it out of there, and um, and that pissed everybody off. Steve had to come up with a trick to make it not move. But you know, they're just separate parts. So I guess I guess this could make sense. Oh anyway. uh, well, I'm looking. Hold on a sec, because. Uh... No, so it wasn't on his head. It was on that platform behind behind oh, him to the right of him. Sitting by his books, by his books. There was a top hat there, and so oh, they okay. pried it off that rock. And okay, okay, that makes more sense. Um, that makes sense. Okay, well, what happened is they took the damn thing. Uh, the sculptor yeah. Ed Hamilton posted photos of his artwork on Waterfork uh, Water Park on Facebook on Saturday. Uh, they said somebody stole the hat. Uh, they had to be strong and determined to pry the bronze from the base. Good grief, he says. He's a real Charlie Brown kind of guy. <laughs> Good grief. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. It even says in the descriptor here, the, the top hat was rested on a rock beside the former president who was born in rural Kentucky. Park officials are reviewing video recordings to see if they can spot any suspicious activity so they can get the hat back. Good. Yeah. I think you stole the guy's hat. I think you took it. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What a What a crappy thing to do yeah it's shitty thing to do don't be doing yeah. that be nice to stuff that's in public spaces exactly. come on if you want to go go find the uh the lucille ball bronze statue that got replaced find the original one that looks horrible and do something to that one if you need to but yeah you know, didn't they, they redo that they redid it they right? did they redid it, it looks so much better yeah but the one that she looked like a freaking gremlin it was like, weird <laughs> Before they, uh, that was so weird. Who I like, who approved it? Oh, yeah, here it is, chat. You can see this. This is amazing. If you've never seen it, we probably talked about it here before. We did talk about it, yeah, on the show. The new one, she looks great. That looks like her. Nice, nice work. This old one's like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to eat your children. That is not her at all. It doesn't look a thing like her. Oh, it's horrendous. It's so bad. And you know, whatever, they fixed it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Also, what was she doing? Oh, she had a spoon. She had the Vitamija Vegafin or Vitamita Vega. Oh, okay. Vitamita Vegamin. And the one they replaced her with is just her standing, holding her dress with a hand on her hip. So right. they they get rid of that. She part. just smiled and gave me a Vitamita Vegamin sandwich. <laughs> Wow. Look at that. Look at the combo. Oh, they're so bad. That's <laughs> so bad. Oh, it's really, it's like really the, bad. Uh, was it Lionel Messi who had the other really bad bronze? Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, I, you know, part of me feels for the artist a little because yes. it sounds like he got in over his head a little and, you know, just couldn't pull it yeah. off. But for, one, for some reason, her old statue before they fixed it, they gave her Polly Walnut's hair. Like, it's got shock of gray <laughs> on the side. Yes, right. That's funky, right. man. Uh, anyway, uh, let's move on to this story. Air Jordans that were made for Spike Lee. You know, the filmmaker Spike Lee. It's yeah. a, it's a yeah. Spike Lee joint when you watch his movies. Anyway, uh, were donated to an Oregon shelter and auctioned for $51,000. Those are expensive shoes. Good Lord. Wow, no kidding. Uh, Aaron Holcomb couldn't believe it. The sale price kept jumping for the rare gold Nike Air Jordan 3s that were anonymously dropped at the donation shoot of this uh, shelter that he works at in Portland. Um, they found out later that they were a custom pair made for filmmaker Spike Lee, ultimately sold for 50800 more than double the high end of the predicted sales sale price. All proceeds go to the Portland Rescue Mission. Uh, let's see here. We couldn't believe it, he said. The generosity of this moment has been a huge celebration. I wonder if it was yeah. just him and he just didn't say anything. I don't know. Could be. Because it doesn't say. Um, no, but I mean, he's not in Oregon. He would have had to... I guess he could have sent it to somebody in Oregon and said, put these in the donation box. Or yeah. uh, There are airplanes. He could have flown there, sure. Yeah, but still. Imagine having 51 grand you could just throw at a pair of old shoes. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm glad it goes, goes to charity, but I want to know more about the guy who bought these damn shoes. <laughs> like, who does that yeah. sort of thing? You got to have money to burn. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, good job, everybody involved in that deal there. Let's go to Denver. All right? Oh. Denver. We're Good not going to the local headlines. Yeah, we're not going to talk about you know Supreme Court rulings or <laughs> potential or people on the ballot, not on the ballot. Yeah, no, yeah none of that. But we will talk about I'm, your zoo. Of course, I'm going to appeal this. I'm going to get away. <laughs> Don't worry. They tried to shut me down in Colorado, but you know, gonna... you know what's great is there's a bunch of old stuff where when he was running in 2016 or 15 mm-hmm. during the campaign anyway against mm-hmm. all those guys and Ted Cruz and him were like hated each other and now they're like licking each other's buttholes but anyway yeah oh, yeah yeah but back then uh he had said he was tra- he worked really hard or tried really hard to get uh ted cruz off the ballot in ohio mm-hmm. and there's all this like public stuff that he put out about how <laughs> they had every right the state had every right to remove him from the ballot and he had yeah. you know, all this stuff so of course that's coming back to bite everybody in the ass of course it's like uh yeah there's so much of that like well, no, no, this, 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 this. Oh, really? Because you said the ops opposite. Here's all that video, you know, the recording of you doing it. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. States' rights. Wait, that's not in my favor. No states' rights. I mean, people could do the same thing with us, right? They could. <laughs> oh, sure. They could say, you know, Brian, on episode blah blah blah, you say, oh, I do it all the time. Another Korean reality show, and here you are, like raving about this one. Which yeah. is it, Brian? Yeah, we yeah. do this stuff all the time. I, I contradict Margot. Yeah, I don't know Margot. I don't know Margot. 
<laughs> He's trying to make that, put that Bose system back together for some reason after it got hit by a tree. <laughs> the, yeah, Bose, it was the, uh, it's the sliding, uh, the, what is that? Not Harman Kardon. It's a, is it Bose? It was whoever had the, like, yeah. The like little the sliding plates that would open up to Yeah, you'd pull them out and you put it you put discs in it. What yeah. else did it do? Just I guess it was just fan Hammaker, I think it, no not Hammaker Schlimmer, that's a store, but it was it was a two word name, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I don't remember. I always think uh, Bose, but I don't think it's Bose. Bose had a lot of that weird shit though back then. Yeah. They still kinda do. Yeah. Uh, well, let's go to the Denver Zoo while uh, while <laughs> we find that. The Denver, Zoo, yeah. uh, the Denver Zoo didn't know who the father of a baby orangutan was, so they called in Mari Povich to deliver the paternity test results. This is true. <laughs> really? Yep. Mari Povich, who is oh, famous for Bang that. Bang & Olufsen. Thank you. Bang & Olufsen. Bang yes. & Olufsen. All right. There you go. Those are expensive yeah. or were. I don't know. Those are super expensive, yeah. Uh, the paternity of a baby orangutan in the Denver Zoo was a mystery to the staff. So they went to the best expert they could find, and that's Maury Povich, who often went on television and revealed people's paternity tests. But he's tests. not the expert is the problem. He's the host. Mm-hmm. He doesn't perform the DNA tests, like conduct them in his in his office. He yeah. has people do that. It's yeah. like, yeah. oh, we need an economist. I know. Let's get... Uh, uh, let's get Drew Carey because he knows the prices of everything. It's a, You know what this is like? This is like having... It's like inviting Bill Murray to do the Punxsutawney Phil thing. Or it's like yeah, having... exactly. It's a little... Right, exactly. Yeah, or I can't think of another one. It's like... No, that's a good... That one's a good example. It's like, uh, um, you know... Oh, I know what it's, it's like. like. Let's uh, say it's the same zoo. You're opening up a reptile snake zone, and you have Harrison Ford come and go, why did it have to be snakes? And then cut the ribbon. Yeah, everybody applauses and applauds, yeah. and it's like, okay, it's over. Again. Yeah, that's the whole idea here, I think. So they had him come out and do it. Um, let's see. Uh, Siska is an orangutan. is four months old. It was unclear if her father was the thirty-year-old Barani or the sixteen-year-old Jaya. Jesus, controversial. Um, <laughs> Robin the orangutan cradle. By the way, yeah. Kudos to CBS News for I think being the first story that says uh, the zoo set on X and doesn't say the zoo set on X, comma formerly Twitter. Yeah, that's true. Maybe some people are trying to make it make it a thing i can't do it though it's just twitter i can't do it it's still twitter i can't call it x it sucks like i hear tom tom's the only person who can call it x yeah i mean tom does it on dtns just to i know because tom's a consummate professional and of course he'd do that but i i hear it and i just go that's not the website (laughs) that's that website's called twitter i don't know what's wrong with you people uh and he also they send emails all the time i get emails in the in the social tab from um from Twitter slash X that says, "Here's a something. Here's what you missed on X," and, and then in parentheses, formerly Twitter. Like they're still telling me that. It's annoying. Uh, All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, my sister Wendy will be here. We promised last week that we were going to do this. We're going to talk about dealing with holiday stressors and uh, how you can best navigate the next couple of weeks with you and yours. Uh, so stick around for that. Brian will probably probably have a song to play between now and probably. then. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're going to Chicago. Speaking of Chicago for this one, the veteran electro metal outfit Ricketts, R-I-K-E-T-S. There's no C in there. Don't type it with a C when you're searching for this. They have a brand new music video and a single for their song Infected and Controlled, the second single from their highly anticipated EP, Tales for the Construct Alpha. Um, 
this is great. Like uh, electro metal. Who knew that I'd like electro metal so much? But I really, really dig this. Um, this uh, album is going to be released in spring of 2024 via God Size Records, yeah. uh, an imprint of Art Is War Records. And um, these guys have been around since 2004. They're amazing. The band is called Ricketts. Here is Infected and Controlled.
beautiful Christmas this is going to be. With Timex Course, you have gift-giving ideas from the most elegant to the most athletic. Merry Christmas, everyone, from Timex. What's the world coming to is all I'm saying. And we're back. Hey, who was that? One more time. That uh, is a band called Ricketts from their upcoming album uh, coming out early 2024. That's the single Infected and Controlled. Sounds lovely. Uh, Excellent. Let's all be controlled and infected by the presence of my sister. I'll explain the situation to Wendy. Don't worry. There's a reference to a song we just heard. Hi, Wendy. Welcome back to the program. How are you? Hello. She's probably on that mic thing again. Oh, there you are. Hello? Hello? Hi, hi. Can you hear me now? Yeah, we can hear you. Do you know what it is? Is my phone picks up every dang time and I need to throw it in the other room. Yeah, just throw that room in the, or the phone in the other room. That's the way to do it. Um, The the Christmas ringing was so cute. Oh, yeah. Discord, I guess Discord has it as well. That's the only person who hasn't heard it because it's all muted for him. But you and I hear this and we love it. It's like, bing. Yeah, so nice. They did it I'll for Halloween that. too. Yeah, it was cool. That's great. Does it did it put you in the uh, additional mood for the holiday season that we're in the thick of here? Hundred percent. No. Mm, no. Um, <laughs> but today I got some. I'm telling you, I last week what we said. Hey, we could talk about how to handle the holidays. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. And then yeah. I spent one hundred percent of forty sessions. Oh my gosh! <laughs> helping people navigate. Really? Christmas. Yeah. They were like, like, so these are all people who are like, what? oh my God, my family's coming to town. What? Do, how do I do this? How do I? And or uh, marriages where it is very, very unequal when it comes to creating Christmas magic or mm. mother, daughter, adult, children dynamics or my, someone has cancer and how to, you know, I mean, I am telling oh, wow. you, it was, I was like, I joked with someone. I'm like, do you have some Christmas stuff we have to talk about? And they're like, I don't think so. By the end, it was just all trauma around Christmas. I'm like, do you remember when we were little? Uh, it felt like every year dad would use the word pagan at like 50 times a day during Christmas. <laughs> do you remember that? Pagan? Yeah, pagan it's all the time. Pagan. It's so yes. pagan. This whole thing is so pagan now. I'm like, dad, what are you talking about? Well, that tree there, that's all, that's pagan. These gifts we're all doing, this commercial stuff, it's all pagan. It's all pagan. Yeah, he just keeps saying pagan. He loved saying it. I don't know what the deal was. Yeah. But, yeah. I think it was grouchy that he had more required of him than he had energy to give. Yeah. And then I also think this. Uh, the other day, a client was like, I can't I can't be on social media anymore. I'm like, why? He's like, I'm barely holding on. And I just saw that the new cool thing is to wrap your gifts in some Japanese beautiful fabric and tie it in this technical way. Yeah. I'm like, what are you saying? Don't do that. And really, yeah. it's just like more and more to me. And I thought, my first thought was dad, who would wrap stuff in sheets. Yeah. That's <laughs> where I learned it. I was yeah. like, they're recyclable, which is great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you're going to use them later. When you're done, exactly. Put them back on the bed when you're done. You put them back the on the, the twin bed was, that you stole it from. Sure. It was it was a fitted sheet that probably had a stain on it and not <laughs> Japanese beautiful painted fabric. Oh God, really? Oh geez. <laughs> yeah. If something was really, especially if it was big, cause he, you know, he would do the bigger gifts on Christmas for the kids. They would always be wrapped in a sheet. And often those same sheets were the ones he'd throw over the TV. If a sex scene came on it while we were all watching a movie. <laughs> 
<laughs> so oh, whatever it takes, um, the memories are good. Anyway, we're going to, we're going to talk about those things today. Where do you want to start? We don't really have an email to kick us off, but, um, I know a lot of oh, people I have relate so much in my head. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good. All right. Uh, okay. Well, I'm actually going to ask you guys to give us the, the, uh, platform to, to go from. So I want you to just kind of guess, Brian, you already started this a little bit. Guess what are the most common hangups, um, for people around the holidays, just like imagine, maybe it could be something you have, um, the most could be related to family or not, but just like, what gotcha. are the things okay. that are so, triggering? So not just, Oh my God, my family, you yeah, know, they're going to just be. talk, they're going to bring up all of the same things that they always bring up and I don't know how to deal with it. Hmm. Um, uh, what else? Let's see. Um, God, just being pulled in every different direction. That's what I feel like I'm going through yeah. right now is like, Oh, we've got to do this on Saturday. Oh, and then we're going over this family on Sunday. And then we've got this other thing Monday. And it's like, can I can I just have a day where I sit at home in my pajamas, play Spider Man or Mario or something? Yeah, and the stuff I really want to do around Christmas. Can I do that? Yeah, yeah. but uh, so getting pulled in in too many different directions is that okay. is that a hang? That's a good one. That's a good okay. one. All right. So let me ask you real quick: Who's pulling you on all these different directions? Tina. <laughs> you mean you no, mean the, the president of magic? That's the one. Right. Yep. You know, it's it's really just we know we need to see all these people. We know we need to get together with everybody. It's just it feels like uh uh the thing that we love about the holidays is also the thing that causes the most stress, which is yay, we get to see everybody and get together and have some warm joy and hot cocoa and blah 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 but uh but then it's also like okay well that's saturday then we got this thing friday night oh we have this thing sunday and then we got this other thing monday on christmas and blah 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 and uh hmm. yeah it's just it just feels you know it's it's a it's double-edged go, sword go, go. we love yeah. we love the one end one side of it but get cut by the other side mm. okay so i'm gonna we're gonna stick with your example and then we can uh, okay. elaborate it for like other situations but i've sure. been doing this with everyone this past week and it's been really enlightening for folks is as I want you to start with the end in mind, what is the okay. feeling you want to have Christmas night after all of the jolly making is over and the things are done. And, you know, let's all acknowledge that Christmas is, a, you know, celebrated in a lot of different places for many people that are sure. like, yeah, whatever. But your own personal experience of that holiday, what do you want to feel at the end of, the end of it, what would it, what will it feel like? Uh, mm-hmm. It'll Kick. feel uh, like serene. Mm-hmm. It'll feel, I'll feel satiated by getting to spend time with family, but, but also feel like, you know, get to just have some, some time hanging out with just Tina where we're, mm-hmm. it's just the two of us and the Christmas tree and the cats and all that sort of thing. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, Love it. But then I'll you feel are- like, you know, <laughs> I'll feel like I would have, I've put in my time. With my- <laughs> you also please the president of magic. Okay, so right, yes. <laughs> we have a we have a, like a that's the dream. Who doesn't want to feel that at the end of sure. all of this work? I don't want American person who wouldn't be excited by any of that stuff. Yeah. Right, exactly. And Americans literally just like have their normal full time jobs, then they add a twenty hour a week job on top of it for six weeks. <laughs> and that is how you get magic by one day, right? Like it is right. a stressful thing. 
But I think most often what we're doing is we're looking at it going forward. Like I need all these presents and all this stuff done before that day. And we often don't think, how do I want to feel on that day? Now work backwards. Mm -hmm. So let's work backwards. I know it's only four days away, but work backwards. What needs to be part of the recipe for the next four days for you to feel serene on Christmas night? Oh, geez. Okay. Um, uh, and that's an add-in or a take-out. It could be either one. Yeah, it's a schedule. Like basically, having a an agreed-upon, let's try and be out of there by 9.30 mm-hmm. <laughs> so nice. we can have some nice. time back at home. Uh, you know, basically just like um, an agreed-upon, not so early that people feel like, oh, my God, he was just barely here, but more like a, yeah, things are starting to wrap up. You know, Tina and I are going to head home and we're going to just uh, kind of hang out. And, uh, and, and you know, we don't even say that. We'll just say, oh, uh, we're tired. I think we're going to head home. But, yeah, you just uh, want to have a plan. I get that. Just have a plan. Have a, have a like, when I look over at you and I give the nod, that's our that's our time to, like, start. start yes. To, uh, okay. Getting out of there. Yeah. So what what has to happen for that to happen? Oh, Tina and I need to agree on a signal. We need to agree on a time and what yes. we're <laughs> what the signal. plan is. Signal. But we kind of also word. need yeah. we need things to progress at those events mm. in a way that it we're not leaving in the middle of ham being cut off the, <laughs> off the you know the honey baked ham like we need right. we basically. But obviously, I'm not going to say, "Hey, can we get a move on? Can we uh, can we pick this up? <laughs> you know, we're burning daylight here, people. Come on, let's." Uh, yeah. Right. So maybe you have three levels. One is the ideal, the other is the likely, and then the one is the pull the ripcord, we gotta go yeah, time yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, so yeah. so notice what we did is, and that's just one facet, right? It we're also- Defcon, we're, We've made it to DEFCON 2. We are out. We are leaving. We're, we're not even gonna say goodbye to people. No hugs. We're just out the door. Yep. It's called the Irish goodbye. But yeah, so when right. you when you do this and you <laughs> yeah. think to what you working backwards, sometimes yeah. like you instantly could come up with, oh- Staying late and having that drag on affects a lot of different things that don't feel good. So mm-hmm. let's the plan is let's have a plan to get out of there, right? Yeah. The other thing being you mentioned cats, Christmas tree, Tina time, yeah. that calm. So like, when is that built in? Do you have that planned? No, no, we need we need to that work backwards to from planned. there too. And and yes. Tina and I need to agree upon like, hey, what do you say? You know, just the two of us starting about nine nine thirty, and we just kind of. We hang out on the couch, fireplace. We'll put that Hannah Waddingham uh, Christmas special with her, you know, giant smile and singing in front of us. And we just hang out. Maybe some. Perfect. Perfect. Yes, that's exactly it. Now, if you didn't have that planned, you would probably be too tired or not put it in. And then Christmas night, you're just exhausted we exactly or, we come home from one of these things we're like oh yeah oh well, let's gosh, do this another time let's just let's just go to sleep yeah. yes yeah. so people can do this and i know we're a little late on the, this part but like people can do this with what do you want christmas morning to feel like sure and and the letdown of consumerism is real and mm-hmm. so you buy all this stuff and everyone up and saying you feel crappy so okay if i don't want to feel that what do i need to do working backwards well what if we the, the Christmas present is an experience we all have and that's where the money goes. Or what if we, you know, help another family in need and that's the feeling we want and we, but you have to work backwards from what the outcome you're hoping for in order, in order to do that. So mm-hmm. a lot of families will have 
you know, we're going to go to family dinner and Uncle John is going to say, well, you know, Biden is just a body double. <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. <yeah. laughs> Have you He's noticed coming. that Taylor never parts her hair in the same place? Yeah, <laughs> what's up with that? Weird. <laughs> and you need an answer for that. So you might say, yeah. what's the feeling you want at family Christmas dinner? And that's not to be cornered by Uncle John and listen to his conspiracy theories. So you need... <laughs> You need a code. You need a friend. You need a thing. And this is the one I've been recommending left and right, and people are loving this, is set an alarm on your phone for every two hours. And the alarm okay. needs to sound like a phone ringing. Oh, really? Then, so an audible, not just like a little tap oh, on audible. the wrist. Yeah, yes. okay. An audible. So you can just mute it if you're feeling good. If you're not yeah. feeling good, it's a call you've got to take. <laughs> God, I feel like this, this is actually good for entire life like yeah, basically it is yeah. it is it just is a get out of jail free card that you can use over and over and over again and especially when people are um and this i'm i'm working on not being so ageist i have i have issues we all do but sure, especially sure. an older generation who has lived their life by answering phones mm-hmm. that that is so normal for them to be interrupted because a phone is ringing and for yeah. them to interrupt people because a phone is ringing. That's why it's not a text because they don't respect that, <laughs> but they will respect a phone. So if you say, oh, it's a work thing. I got to go. Or, oh, well, finally a friend from my childhood's calling me back. You can just yeah. lie, everyone. I'm giving you permission. But you just walk away. And here's the most important part. A phone call has, a, has no limit in how long it needs <laughs> to yeah. take. So yeah. you... Go into another room, you find the laundry room, you just sit there on the washer, and you <laughs> play on your phone, you take right. a deep whatever breath. Whatever it is to, whatever you it is to de-res. Exactly. It's kind I, of perfect because um, this is the holiday where you will get a text message or a yes. call from somebody you haven't heard from, like, oh my gosh, hold on, there's yeah. a, a friend from college that's ca- texting or calling me right now. Let me yes. just grab this. I'll go outside and grab this. Yes. And, and then you have and... a designated place. This is also where you find the cousin who brought the gummies, whatever you got to have your, like, <laughs> you have to have your strategies, but you have to, you do it by going hey, Wendy, backwards. Wendy, I'm the cousin that brings the gummies. <laughs> Everyone that, find Brian. You're that guy. By the shed. Yeah. That guy. No, if only. Anyway. So, so that's an, an example of like, I like it. Play, pre-planning. Mm-hmm. So you get the outcome you want. And mm-hmm. what's fun is that people can start to just like feel like the game of it as opposed to being the victim of the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but really, and the main point here is in any kind of stress, this is theoretically good stress where you're like, oh, we're planning fun stuff, mm-hmm. right? So then we feel bad, like, oh, I shouldn't feel so grumpy about why. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because you're sleep deprived. You haven't yeah. eaten healthy food at all. Like you just some of the basic stuff you would take care of, you're not. And so I, I like to have people walk through what does feeling good look like? And then how do you actually do it? And mm-hmm. nine times out of 10, it's resting at some point, right? It totally is. It's such, and it's such a great exercise. I never even think about this, but you always, I always think about what's the process? What's the process? And I never think about, all right, what's the end result, the desired end result, and then work backwards from that. Right. Mm. And again, these are not like, okay, we want to, you know, you're not going to overshoot, like, please don't overshoot. Cause you're just like, I want the happiest, blissful, most, what it, but if most people yeah. are just honest, they say what you said, which is I'd like some serenity. Yeah, I'd like yeah. some calm yeah. because none of us actually really think we're going to get, you know, all the balloon drops, amazing, whatever. We just don't want to pass out and 
miss whatever, whatever it might be. So, but if you're real honest and just sort of say it and then get your partner or whoever in cahoots with you, it can be really helpful. Like if you don't tell Tina that this matters to you and then plan it, she's going to be like, well, we got to because the ham has just come out of the oven. Exactly. Um, When it's 1030 at night and you're like, and no, I can't, I can't do that. Um, Ryan, we're about to serve pie. Right. Yeah. So you got to get her on your team. Okay. I know we've talked about this before, but that Christmas dinner scene in the bear. Oh yeah. Oh God. Yes. Jamie Lee Curtis. Best. It's stressful. Throw the fork, throw the fork. (laughs) It is the craziest thing I've ever seen. And it should come with a trigger warning because I've had a few people who are like, that is my family. But if we think about that as the opposite of how you want something to end, right? You don't want your mother to drive her car through the living room window or door, right? But if you work back from that, you can see every step of the way how years of dysfunction and communication patterns and every single bit of Christmas weight and food on the mother Mm-hmm. Who's in there smoking a, a storm while she's cooking? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and drunk as heavens. It's so kind. funny and terrible. But Jamie Lee Curtis needs an Oscar for that one episode. <laughs> totally got yeah. it. You know, you just gave me an idea for a, a great. It's probably too late now. Definitely too late for this season. But I, it, I don't think people remembered it. But it'd be great to have an ugly Christmas sweater that just says "Throw the fork" and it's just got a picture <laughs> of a fork on it. It's not bad. And it, and it's That's just a great idea. Yeah. I would totally great? That. Like, yeah. <laughs> just throw the fork. Throw I know. Fork. Really. Truly. And, and okay, but that is an example of, (laughs) if we look at it backwards, you can Mm -hmm. see all the ways to not have that experience, Mm -hmm. but it requires maybe setting some boundaries, which might be hard for people, especially this time of year. It might, and that's why sort of the built-in excuse of the phone ringing is a, is a form of a boundary Mm -hmm. is that I need rest. I need breaks. I can't do all the things that are asked of me. And for, you know, all our introverts out there, a lot of extrovert requirement, maybe in some of these settings. So find ways to rest and um, take care of yourself. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, it's, and it's hard, but it mm-hmm. also think about like, have you built in for yourself? You just want to watch a basketball game mm-hmm. by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> make it happen. You just want to wrap presents where no one is going to make a sound. Go get a hotel, take your presents, go wrap them there. You want <laughs> you sure. want a nap. You want whatever. You've got to build it in. Or guess what? Santa, okay, kids, put yours. Santa's not real. And is not going to magically give you the feelings that you want. You have to take care of yourself. Um, and then for many people, we cannot skip saying this, there is trauma associated with this time of year. There is depression. There is seasonal affective disorder. There is the ever- increasing you are supposed to love this when maybe you don't um and so all of that stuff combined so if you need to just get out of dodge and stay away from all of it maybe do that too you know Mm -hmm. yeah that makes sense how about you scott do you have a a a case that maybe it's your own but um (laughs) i mean i doesn't have to be i feel like a lot of people can what brian says resonates you know um with me as well. But for me, it's very specifically about you've done this enough that you know, which people are going to be a problem. And so I have, I spent a lot of time before these sort of get togethers going, uh, this one person is going to be a pain and I need to prepare Mm -hmm. myself mentally for what that is so that I don't either don't go off or say something I shouldn't at dinner or whatever. 
Like we were supposed to have a big, um, all the siblings minus you, obviously, because you're not here, but we were all supposed to go to this dinner. It was in a nice place. John and Don, or John and mom were going to go with us. And it was going to be that, that was going to be our sort of pre-Christmas thing instead of trying to manage all the little kids and all the, everybody split different ways now because they're all older. Mm-hmm. And um, last minute they bailed because mom and John both caught whatever this horrible sinus cold oh, thing going around is. Flu cold thing. Yeah. yeah. So they were sick and we we're like, well, we're not dragging, making them go out in the cold and all that. So we canceled the whole thing and everybody's like, yeah, no worries. We'll get together after the first of the year, this sort of stuff. And I cannot tell you the level of relief that gave me. And it bugged me that it did because I love seeing my sisters and my brother and I like their, I like their spouses and I like to hang around and talk and I love it. But I just know John's going to say some weird, stupid stuff at dinner. I just know it. And because I know it. it. Yeah. yeah, And usually it's stuff like a mean thing. He'll say to my mom, it's kind of underhanded and kind of mean. I'm like, John. And so I can't, I can't go into there just, just assuming he won't because I know he's going to. And so for me, it's that feeling of like just waiting for the shoe to drop. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's coming. I hate yeah. that feeling. I hate waiting for the shoe to drop. So for me, it's that. And it's, and it's, I feel guilty for having relief because I'd like to see my mom, you know, for Christmas and all that. Like I want to do that. And we've been visiting and every, you know, it's not like we're not going to see him. We'll see him. It's just that, you know, I always get. I always let the the one person get under my skin. It happens to be him in this case, but there are other examples on Kim's side too. That's we always like. Oh boy! And so Kim and I did have. We did the thing with her side of the family, and there's one person in their particular that we were like, we had to have a plan. It's like, well, if he says this, what do we want to do? And we talked about this. We were like, well, let's just you just stand up and walk away, or are you, um, you know, let's. I'll, I'll come save you. We'll pay attention to what each other is doing and conversation wise and. If one of us needs to come over and say, hey, come here, come and look at this. Well, I'll do that for you or whatever. So we had kind of a plan that way. Um, and it worked out fine. And the, per- and the person was duly annoying. They were terrible to be around. Um, for a whole litany of reasons. they played their role. They played their role. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Which I, yeah. you know, which we were kind of dreading that they would play their role. And of course they played their role because why wouldn't they? Right. So, so yeah. Well, and when you expect them to play their role and have a plan, it's just a much more pleasant experience or can be because you're not again surprised by the level of stupid or not again and it's funny how we can do that we can just sort of like oh oh yeah i forgot this is who you are yeah no you don't need to forget and you can just think through i mean i don't know what maybe remember what what did you just get up and leave or was like a phrase you would say Um, or like no so what happened so what happened is i was just kind of there was a part of the night where not uh, getting into specifics, but there were <laughs> some stuff was being said, and I was just like, gr- it's just grinding me over there. I'm like, oh my gosh. And so Kim could tell I was annoyed, and he wasn't even talking directly to me at this point. And so she came over and just said, uh, hey, come here, we're going to FaceTime the babies because they weren't there. Perfect. We're stuff at Dylan's dad. <laughs> so we did that. We went and FaceTime the babies and talked to them and had a good time, and it totally wiped. Clean FaceTime any, the babies. Yeah, FaceTime, FaceTime the, babies. the babies. We do that yeah. a lot when we when we need it. We need to break. We FaceTime the babies, um, and it worked. It was good, you know. Yeah. And the and the night went off without a major hitch. Nobody had any big confrontations or anything. And I guess I'm glad of that. But right, and you know. so you can just 
avoid the the depths. <laughs> this doesn't need to be a Jamie Lee Curtis family gathering, <laughs> right? Right. And so the yeah. preventative or even just having a plan can feel really, really good for somebody. Um, and this is why often people will just avoid going at all and, or, you know, declining and just not being there. And that's one thing, but it also means everyone's more isolated. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. right. Um, and yeah. And so having just something set up can be helpful, but really importantly is also this idea of like, what is it you need right now? So mm. this is where when somebody has traditions that are very, you know, holiday focused, they can like, Oh, I get really into the <coughs> field and all the things. Sometimes you need the opposite kind of thing. Like, Ooh, every Saturday before Christmas, we go the opposite direction of the malls. Mm. <laughs> I don't mm, know what that yeah. means. We're, yeah. we're in the woods or something. You kind of find a way to, um, create some of this emotional stuff we need more of maybe this time of year. Sure. So making sure you don't neglect any of that. Right. And then like your favorite food, you don't wait for someone else to make it. You just like get it. <laughs> and then it's at your house and yeah. you eat it when you're with the fireplace, you know, watching the show tonight as opposed yeah. to it just is happening to you. And that's, that's been a theme. And then that I'm, we're going to, I'm going to bring up mine. So here's mine. Uh, that I saw a lot of this week. Um, and I really have a, a question about this that maybe we could all tackle together mm. is sometimes my clients will say to me, have you seen that meme? And I have a hundred percent seen it. Mm. And I'm like, Oh, we're all looking at the same thing. Mm. And also I don't think dudes are looking at this. Mm. And so for example, it's um, a Christmas morning the most ridiculous looking Christmas spread, this beautiful house with the tree and all the kids opening their presents and stockings are being handed out. And the dad, have you guys seen this? No, not okay. yet. That, well, that's not familiar yet. Because yeah, the algorithm doesn't send it to you. And mm. this is, this is my point. <laughs> anyway. So the, he walks around and he finds an empty stocking and he's going to each of the kids like, Oh, is this one yours? And then he goes over and finds his wife and says, whose stocking is this? Like someone, there's nothing in it. And she's like, that's my stocking. And that resonates like a thousand bricks in the face to every single heterosexual couple in the world. (laughs) (laughs) But notice it's women seeing it, women sending it to each other because it resonates so much. Right. Mm -hmm. But then I always think, Oh no, what, what is this actually? Is it just like the echo chamber concept of like, you know who would be great to see this? A bunch of dudes who are not going to remember to get stocking stuffers for their wife. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but that idea of like there's a there's a fairly known big disparage or disparity between who does what at Christmas. So let's just let's just prove our points. Okay, you guys, how much stuff have you been carrying in your mental load that has to do with planning, food preparation, travel, gifts, wrapping, anything? Tell me what you guys have been in charge of. Very little. Yeah. As you know, uh, as you know, Kim is a queen of this. I'm going to guess right now that Brian's done more than me. I almost am sure of it because Brian's, hey Brian, Brian's, Brian's pretty I'm, thoughtful I'm about responsible this. for um, coordinating all of the uh, like dinner reservations, tickets for things when people – because we got people coming to town and so we need to like, oh, we got to take them here. We need tickets for that. We need reservations because it's going to be New Year's Eve, so we got to do that now. Um, uh, bringing pretty up the, the tree – 
yeah, we have an artificial tree. Deal with it. Yeah. Um, but I got to bring it up from the basement. Uh, uh, so do I. I thought that was the good way to do it, right? Because you're not killing trees. I don't want to kill any trees. Yeah. And then there's the neighbors who have three real trees, technically. So crazy what? neighbors have yeah. four trees. Yeah. Um, they have one upstairs. These are all real, by the way. Then they went to the forest like the Griswolds and cut them down themselves. Good gosh. But when they were in the parking lot, after they'd cut down the two trees that they needed for upstairs and downstairs, somebody had left a tree behind. Like they decided all of a sudden they don't want it or didn't want it. And it was not bad, maybe a little, a little light. So they went back in the forest. They cut down a fourth one, a third one, <laughs> and they decided they would take that partial tree and this partial tree, put them together and wind them with wire so it made one good big tree. <laughs> You don't call them we crazy neighbors see. for nothing, by the way. No, we have yet to see what the what Franken tree looks like, but I'm I'm excited to see it when it you know we finally get. Uh, a chance to that's amazing. No, that's great. But uh, uh, anyway, uh, so in charge of what else? Um, Tina made cookies. Tina wraps presents. Tina wraps my presents for me. Uh, (laughs) For the ones that I could just throw in a bag with some tissue paper. Boom. Done. Um, She gives me my list of the people that I'm buying for. It's a much shorter Mm -hmm. list than the people she's buying for. Mm -hmm. I'm in charge of making sure all the all my friends and co-hosts and people I work with and everyone's address is up to date and that Mm -hmm. you know like that side of it I'm in charge of. Virtually everything else Kim does. She decorates, she braps, she thinks of the thing I, I can't think of any. What do we get for Taylor for Christmas? I don't know, no idea. And then she'll go figure it out and go, hey, this is what we're getting them. Like, that's the way it works. Oh, wow. Here. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I'll say, oh, okay, that looks great. I, I approve. Not that I even need to. Let's just go. We're good. <laughs> so that's that's the deal. I'm sure none of this surprises Wendy. She's witnessed it. It's just how it is here. At the yes. House. So tell me this. Does Kim ever complain about it? No, she loves it. She loves all that stuff. It's her. Also, I'd love if you started to be like, I think we should do it this way. And it would be funny to watch. Oh, it'd be hilarious, right? Actual opinions. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. But she she really is, she's A, very good at it. B, she really enjoys it. And her whole, everyone talks about what their love language is. Hers is gifting. She's just very mm-hmm. good at it. She knows like the right times and she can see in somebody's eye that they can use, they could use a little pickup and she'll go find the perfect thing for that they need just at that moment. She's just really good at that crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you don't need to be because you share uh, a brain. And yeah. We share works, a brain. Right? And it does. Yeah. And it's never, yeah. we, there's never, I should yeah. mention this. We never have, we don't fight about it. It's not right, a, because it's a deal. This, the, the, it's not crossing. Uh, well, and there's also another thing. If she's thriving in that, she's found whatever the balance is that works for her. And I yeah. think that's very much always been her naturally, right? I agree. But I would say that's really more rare. What's usually yeah. happening is that, yes, people like it, but the mental load of it is very wearing. Yeah. And the responsibility to keep your partner's parents' gift in mind and, ha- you know, like all the levels of crisscrossing and it ends up very commonly being one person carrying the emotional labor of the whole thing. Right. And right. so, and so when I've been working with some couples this week, it's just really fun. I have, I've had a couple of men where I'm like, so tell me what you're doing for your wife for Christmas. <laughs> tell me, you know, and I was like, it's like, it's just one for the ladies this year. I'm like, all right, you need to do better. <laughs> mm, sure. um, mm. Because again, sometimes it's just not understanding how the other person is, is literally carrying something. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, why are they grumpy? 
And I remember, I think I took, cause I love Christmas. I, I can be Kim forever about it for the most part, yeah. but 2020 just like burned my brain. I could not handle it. And I was like, Adam, sorry, the whole thing's yours. Fortunately, he has the ability to just whip stuff out, but he would check with me and I'd be like, that's not enough gifts. <laughs> that was the only thing I said. I was like, you're a cheapskate. <laughs> Buy more. Yeah. <laughs> Buy enough. Yeah. Buy wow. more. And then Christmas morning, he's doing everything and he's a little grumpy. And I'm like, ooh, it's annoying when they're grumpy. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my yeah. gosh, am I fully on the other side of this? You are. <gasps> you did it. <laughs> It was, you guys, what a glorious place to be. Yeah. You just have magic made for you. But that, that the realization for me that was really appealing or re- really helpful for me is to go, oh, you can do too much and make yourself actually the Scrooge. Yeah. <laughs> like you can think you're being loving and helping and enjoying this thing and you're just forcing your kids into ugly clothes and making them take a picture in front of a tree, or you're forcing them to do traditions that are actually taking away from the end feeling you hope to have. Um, This is the word, this is the hard bit about this or the part about this. I like is that I've never really thought of it as the end feeling, like the way you've described this is new, Mm -hmm. you know, because I do like that, that thing that you have at the end, like it's quiet. Maybe it's snowing outside. The music's going. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's great. Serenity now. That's what we want. Right. And if your partner is passed out and is unable to have any moment of that, but you can, well, then you have your math really wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so, and this could be fraught, right? And that's what's so tricky is that one partner is like, well, this is how Christmas was for my family. Well, this is how it was for mine. And if you're, uh, sorry, it's mostly dudes here. But if you were like, it magically happened every time. Well, who do you think did it? <laughs> and yeah. now it you expect the same. Mom made it happen. Yeah. That's right. And I recommend everyone who is not president of Christmas be in charge of one Christmas on your own. It will kill you. And you okay. will go, never mind. And then you can just figure out how to coordinate the list. Right? Like, Brian, it sounds like you guys have a pretty good shared system. It feels Kim like doesn't. We do. I'll, I'll Kim fully admit that Tina does more than I do. Hey. She absolutely 100% does. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and she knows I, 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 I know that. And I hope she knows how much I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, and, thought- and I don't know about this for either of you. So let me just ask if, do you know what your wife's gift love language is for a holiday like this or a birthday or something? You mean, like, what do what, they want what I from get you? her that she, yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What is it? And I don't mean the item. Oh, is it a I was going to say, she, she, uh, she's listening. I know. But I, what I mean is, is it an item? Is it, is it more an experience? Is it more it's, created? It's an, it's an item, but it's a very... Um, uh, it's God, it's going to sound like I'm getting her a dildo. It's an <laughs> item, but it's kind of like an intimate <laughs> item. Like it's... You know, like it's an, like a you know, like something that uh, makes her feel comfortable and cozy and that sort of thing. Okay, great. So yeah. you know yeah. what she wants; she'll yeah. love it. And now okay, she knows great. she's not getting a dildo. Oh well, <laughs> <laughs> which is what she really wants. Okay. So here's the thing about like often I think can happen is in gift giving when the other person is all over Christmas and their love language is giving gifts to everyone else and that sometimes I've I had this couple twice this week, someone say, well, I got a list from her and then I bought everything on the list. Mm-hmm. And I was like, 
okay, that's going to keep her theoretically happy. And I get that that's hard to figure out what somebody needs. But yeah, again, right. getting curious about it's the the end going feeling. Going off list and knowing what she likes and getting something yeah. like, oh, I didn't even think about that I'd like this and I love it. And that's what yes. I mean. yeah. And yeah. I'm telling you, there are some really creative options. <laughs> you mm. All you got to do is ask somebody's best friend what's the thing they complain about the most and then do whatever that is. Mm. So I... Mm. You know, want this. I want to not think about my yard. It's driving me crazy. I need snow, you guys. I need it to cover my yard. And it's not happening. Oh, and so we it's have making no me mad. snow. We don't either. Uh, We're snowless. Guys, this is Minnesota. We have no snow. Yeah. It's so yeah. bad. Yeah. Yeah. I hate it so it's, much. It's, it's 44 real- degrees today. That's like 90 degrees. Yeah, you're, su- you're supposed world. to be near like frozen by now. What's going yeah. on? Yeah. We had two feet of snow this time last year. Two feet. Jeez. I know last year was weird though. This year is also weird the other way. But anyway, yeah. so my point is this. If you hear you hear her complain about that thing, then get curious. What is that thing? Well, okay, well, here's a here's a subscription to whatever. So last year Adam gave me apparently he heard me complain I don't get enough cheese. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he got me a cheese monthly cheese of the month club. Nice. Thing. I and I am it. telling you, it was so fun to get a random Wisconsin cheese that we try with something new. I did not oh, know I would want great. that, yeah. but clearly he knows I like, I like a, a bit of cheese anyway. Mm. So that kind of thing, like she, she wants this, go get it, whatever. Anyway. So Scott, I'm going to ask you what, what do you, and I don't know if Kim's listening, but she's not, how do you, what do you know? She loves when she is especially loves giving gifts. Does um, she actually like receiving them. Yeah, she does, but she's not, not as much as she likes giving. She is definitely one of those people that is not doing it for expectations of getting something back. But um, mm-hmm. she, she's most excited about, hey, I got us um, three nights in Park City and tickets to see blah, blah, blah while we're up there or something like that. She likes that kind yeah. of stuff. She doesn't, okay. she doesn't like more junk. She doesn't want more stuff. Neither do I, really. Yeah. Um, we're trying to, we're trying to have less and less of that, but then also, I think this is the year her, she's going to get her countertops redone. And so that's the big, and she definitely wants countertops redone the way you say it. Not yours. I mean, there, I'll put my sandwich on it occasionally, but really (laughs) the sandwich that she makes, you'll put on. Yeah. It's not really mine. And she loves her kitchen, but she hates her countertops. So we want to. Finally so do you put on a piece of paper and wrap it up that says your countertops? Oh yeah, year. sometimes I swear we were trained by dad to do coup- yeah, coupons, we right? Coupons were mm-hmm. a big thing for Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's like I'll clean, I'll clean Wendy's room for uh, six months if she right will accept my her. gift. I love coupon books; they are my Redeem favorite. For five hugs, yeah, I hang on to them forever and then I use them. Like, oh, yeah. remember for Mother's Day four years ago, you said I could have this weird thing. I mm-hmm. want it now. Yeah. No, it's good to follow up on them. If you don't, kids yeah. kids will learn that they can just say anything and it's a waste of time and they don't have to do yeah, anything. That yeah. is just a gift card. That's what the gift card companies have banked on. You'll forget them. Yeah. <laughs> That's how they do. Okay. Love it. Okay. So that, if anyone could, any takeaways here is to name the end feeling and work backwards. Mm-hmm. And then make sure there's the ingredients that create that end feeling, even if it's just to get a little of it, right? right. The other is to have some use tech to your advantage so you can leave and rest. So finding rest is going to be really important for anyone. And especially when you got the crazy uncle dynamic, a couple things, go FaceTime with the babies, or you can always just, which is my favorite um, <laughs> thing. It's like, what makes you think 
right now is a good time to talk about that. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so throw a, throw a question. And here's the thing. Humans cannot resist the urge to answer a question when asked. Yeah. Okay. It's really difficult to do. So what you do is you ask a question that it forces them to answer that does not meet the agenda of what they're trying to do, which is usually fight or teach you something you don't know. Mm. And you can just say, you know, you're going to throw it into stark relief that this is not an appropriate place for this conversation by asking a question they have to answer. Right. What is it about me that would think you could tell me that here at a Christmas party? At oh, Grandma's I love house? It. God, I love just that. Just thinking of throwing that question out to certain people. Just <laughs> yeah, right. So hilarious. <laughs> just watch them. Cause there would be some serious squirming. When they yeah. Because again, the, the cons, why they are bringing it up is not because they're trying to be appropriate at the Christmas party. They probably are uncomfortable they probably need you to think they're smart. They probably need something in that moment or why would they do it? So you're just checking. How are you doing this right now? <laughs> and then they will feel compelled to answer and probably won't or will give something weird and they'll stop. Right. So yeah. try that. And then the timing so your phone goes off so you can make sure you know get a break. Um, and then also for all the men out there, go fill her stocking now. Go yeah, find the stocking. Now. Fill it now. Yeah. Go. Do that now. I uh, I Mine's sort of got stuff in it but it's not full i gotta go do that so yeah i hate favorite things it, what has she been hinting about give her a coupon book i'm telling you yeah <laughs> head on over make to sure you're good for it you yeah make sure that's true you got to be good for it you can't make claims that you can never yeah. fulfill on yeah. there don't offer a coupon that you're not ready that don't no restrictions at the bottom of that coupon uh yeah or else she'll be like you can't right an expiration date yeah. i have said it expires in a year expires in a month good luck yeah, that's fair that's, yeah that's fair <laughs> You'll be, you'll be like, uh, you'll, you'll Axel Foley that business and cash coupons your car can't cash or whatever that is. How's that go? <laughs> you're cashing checks. Your checks that you're, you're, you're okay, mouth offering coupons that you're not going to redeem. Yeah, there you go. I guess it doesn't roll off the tongue quite like the movie did, but not, not so much. There no. we go. Uh, all right. Well, these are these are good bits of advice, I believe, for people at home, uh, especially. Uh, I think the men folk take take heed. All right. Seriously. Not our I'm awesome. Like, uh, listen, I know in particular, I know of one uh, married uh, gay couple in our in our community who outshine anything any regular couples do anytime there's <laughs> gift giving or thoughtfulness or any of that kind of stuff on on par or on tap. They're on it. So I, I want to- you to ask them yeah. how how they split Christmas magic. Who who okay. does what? Who carries the burden of it? And if it's equal, I'd love to know. I would too. That would be great to know. Uh, well, in the meantime, Wendy, I hope your Christmas is also free of uh, conflict. That you'll be able to go in there with a plan, and, okay, and that you'll okay. find and your watch, serenity. And, watch with a, with a and if I'm facetiming your grandbabies, you'll know why. That's right. <laughs> hey, you're welcome to because they're a lot of fun right now. Those kids oh, crack me up. I got to send you a and video, I which I'll you- do after this. Anyway, and when I see you at TMS Vegas and your watch starts ringing, I'll know exactly why you're doing it. <laughs> oh, I didn't oh, think of that. You'll know her me, tricks. Go. Oh, it's a shame. <laughs> I'll see you guys later. All right, Wendy, have a fantastic uh, uh, holiday. We'll see you after the first of the year, and yes. uh, we'll see you then. Here's my favorite thing I say to every client. You ready? Yeah, go. See you next year. Oh, I hate it. I hate it so much. Bye now. Okay, bye. <laughs> uh, well, there you go. Oh, that's your that's your Wendy time today. Great. It's good Wendy time. Yeah, it's a good way to end the year. I like that. That's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let us now move forward, ever forward, uh, never looking back, and do what? Oh, I'm going to read you a quick text. 
This okay. is a parting note from a texture. It says, listening to TMS 2570, and you guys couldn't remember the name of the L-shaped thingies that you use to measure or draw lines or whatever. <laughs> draw, yeah, to draw right angles. Yeah. yeah, this says here, they are actually called squares. Love the show, though. It's yeah. true, they are. They're, They're called squares. They're L-squares. I just sent you a link to Drafting Supplies. Uh, dot com drafting supplies dew.com oh here we go they're yeah. l squares and that's exactly what i was trying to think of yeah i couldn't remember it either i had i don't know i'd still have a huge one of and these somewhere yeah and it's dumb because it's like oh you know uh it's not like a t square but it's kind of l shaped what mm -hmm. are those called and mm -hmm. it's it's really like uh what's that guitar game called something <laughs> hero Right. The, the idea is did. to create square angles, and we just could not think of square. Yeah, but um, exactly. this big long one down here in the bottom right-hand corner of that page you sent me is mm -hmm. I have one just like that. It, but it's oh, really? big. It's like I think it might oh, be. Oh, yeah, like, for doing drywall. Yes. Oh, it's amazing for that stuff. Yeah. yeah you yeah. got to have it. I think I bought it for art at the time, but I think it's what used for houses. What kind of size art were you doing? Were you doing Great that? big stuff on. Cubism mural? I was doing like Bristol board stuff, and it was always big. Okay. I was buying huge sheets of that stuff. Boy, those oh. were the days. Spent too much money. Yeah. Uh, quick note about some shows coming up. Uh, Brian Coverville today happening. Coverville today. It's going to be the first part of the Coverville countdown. And I had one late discovery that I'm like, oh, my God, this has to be added. So I actually put it, you know, ranked it. And then kicked one thing off because uh, this one was was too good. So um, nice. We're doing the top forty over the next two episodes of Coverville. So today it'll be numbers twenty one through forty, and some incredible stuff on uh, just in the top, just in these, or some incredible stuff. So noon again or one? Oh, uh, one because of the uh, class. You got class. Uh, last should be last day of class, hopefully, but we'll see. Okay. Uh, oh, that's right. We got Hall A here. We got you coming up here in yeah. a minute. Um, I'm also going to be part of something at 11:30 a.m. today, uh, about 45 minutes from now. Hopefully, I can edit in time and be ready for it. But uh, we are a couple of the core guys are going to be streaming with the Grinding Gears guys for their charity today. They're doing a Children's oh, Network charity, cool. and we're going to play. Oh, I forgot the name of it. That weird new space survival thing that everybody's playing. I forgot mm. the name. Anyway, uh, that'll be at 11:30 a.m. and uh, over at their channel, I'll probably co-stream it. So. Plenty of content for you this afternoon. Also, core tonight at 4 p.m. Uh, that's right, 4 p.m. While we're on this particular time zone until it switches in six months, we are at four. And uh, we got a lot to talk about on core. So four, core, core at four. Easy cool. to remember. Hey, core, you don't have to be four anymore. <laughs> that's right. Come be a part of the still fastest growing show on the network. I don't know what's going on with that thing, but that's great. it's been killing yeah. it. Uh, well deserved. We got a special roundtable film sack this weekend, so look forward to that. Mm -hmm. Talking about uh, director's editions, special yep. editions. Yep. Director's cuts. Are they good? Are they bad? What are the best ones? Uh, when are they garbage? Why should they happen? All those sort of questions. It was a lot of fun doing that. So watch for that. And then a play date tomorrow at 10 a.m. Uh, right here on this channel. So frogpants.tv. Pick your poison as to whether you like YouTube or Twitch. And we're going to play some Jackbox, some Among Us, some you know some fun stuff. A couple hours tomorrow. And play uh, play retro tomorrow as well. So lots and lots of stuff. Probably a skim in there somewhere. I don't know how I'll fit it in, but it'll happen somehow. Uh, that is going to do it for us. Uh, thank you, everybody who's joined us on our Patreon during the year of 2023. There's still some time, though. So if you haven't hopped in yet and you want to throw your support behind your favorite morning show, this is how you do it. Go to patreon.com slash TMS. This is how we do it. All right, Brian. Make it, make it your New Year's resolution to support the shows that you love with a with a little bit of green. Just a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. Especially little bit ours. Green. We still have this stupid low dollar a month thing. So if you want in, yeah. get in. 
Because eventually that's going away, I promise. At some point. <laughs> locked it in. Locked it into your grandfather. Yeah, you'll exactly. get grandfathered. It won't change for you, but at some point that thing's going to change. Anyway, nice. get in, hop in, be a part of it. Patreon.com slash TMS. Brian, let's get, a, let's get a song out there in the ether before we leave. You bet. Jason from Mississippi wrote in and said, It's my birthday and this slew of songs from my era played in ridiculous polka style by Weird Al is all I want. Besides, everyone needs to hear a medley that starts with Sledgehammer and ends with Papa Don't Preach. Signed, Jason from Mississippi. Wow. Uh, how old? He didn't say how old? Uh, he didn't say how old, but his era being the uh, 80s probably puts him in pretty close, close to our age. age. Right? Well, uh, sorry, dude. You're getting this one. Happy birthday. You get the old lady. It's how it works. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> uh, this is uh, Polka Party by Weird Al Yankovic. This one comes from the Polka Party album from 1988. And he did a lot of these, and they were always really, really good. And uh, it's a fun way to close out the year. Here is Weird Al Yankovic and Polka Party. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. And a happy new year. You could have a big dipper.
Get more at frogpants.com. I don't think I feel well. Well, I think you're feeling the Christmas spirit, Skeletor. It makes you feel good. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.